Stacey Millard is a multi-passionate entrepreneur. She is the owner of Love Powered Co., an affirmation company that provides affirmations, mindfulness, and gratitude decks for your little ones. She is also a fractional CFO. Stacey Millard sold her first seven-figure business before the age of 35 while raising her two young daughters. Stacy is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to business, and I cannot wait to share her with you. Hello, Super Expanders. Welcome back. I am so excited for today's guest because uh, I just know this conversation is going to be so, so juicy. She is a high performer. She is a high, high achiever, all of the things, and I'm so excited to share with you Stacy Millard. Welcome Thank to you the for... <laughs> I'm just excited. I'm I'm excited to be here. <laughs> you know, you never know. Uh sometimes I I say that I'm like and Stacy and someone will sit there so I was like do I need to give a little bit more <laughs> of an invitation to speak but you're you're a podcaster yourself so you know how you know how this goes. All right. So I always love before we we really dive in is to give a little bit of context so that people really understand how we know each other. So Stacy and I met in a in a mastermind um, that we were both in, kind of in. Like she's a one to one client of someone I was in a mastermind, and we connected through there. And I I reached out and was like, you know, I feel like we need to to know each other. We haven't had a chance to connect actually inside of this container, which sometimes will happen when you're in a in a large group. And so. It was just an instant connection. We shared so many similar interests and and passions. And here we are now on the Super Expander podcast. So Stacey, I we we just go deep around here. So we just gotta go right for it. Tell me who you are deep down on a soul level. Okay. So I changed my life this last couple of years digging into human design if that makes any sense like not to pitch that it, that's not my realm of of business or anything like that but let me tell you it, it really opened my eyes to some things that were important to me about who I was and brought it to the surface so I can genuinely say that I am like put on this earth to help people to change people's lives so beyond being a mom of two girls beyond being a business owner or an accountant or you know, girl from the prairies, I really define myself by helping people. I feel good when I help people. That's who I am. Oh, I love that. So now we need to know what is your human design? Yeah, I'm a five one manifesting generator. Ah, I am a three one generator. Ooh, so the one I'm trying to, to remember because I, I like I know about human design and I feel like I knew more about it. And then now I've kind of forgotten about it. Is the one is the the detective sort of part of you? Yeah, yeah. But the five would be the helping. So like I love to learn and I love to be of service. Oh. And because you're a manifesting generator, you like to do things fast. Yeah. Fast and all over the place. Lots of ideas, lots of things. Okay, with that, then let's let's talk about it because you ha- you run two businesses, two seven figure mm-hmm. businesses, right? So that is a big 
That's a big thing and a, and a very impressive thing. So let's talk about that. How, how have you managed to not just have one seven-figure business, but two? So what I would say is my, I built and sold a seven-figure business. Um, and now I run two separate businesses. The building and selling changed me so fundamentally. Like I have this entire concept that I believe we grow up with our businesses. And like, if you looked at the stages of, I don't know, growing up, so like childhood, like those early years, and then, um, you know, that like 10 to 12 and the teenage years and then adulthood, like we do these, we learn these things along the way. And the story I always tells, like, remember when you were a teenager and your, your mom or dad gave you advice and you're just like, what do they even know? Like, they don't get me like, this is how it is. And then you grow up a few years and you're like, Oh, that made sense. That is how we grow up with our business. And it, it changed me so drastically of all the lessons, like personally, business lessons, skill sets, um, really developing that business that now I just like, can't undo that, that knowledge and that experience, which I absolutely love it. Um, and then it's a whole different experience running two businesses and scaling two businesses at the exact same point in time, because, um, your efforts are diluted. You really, really, really have to make use of other people in your world. You have to make use of their help where scaling um, the first business, I did things, right? Like I only outsourced a little bit time after time when it was like, okay, I've outgrown this. Like now I can have a little bit of help. And um, scaling was way different than when you're like at the start and you're like, oh, now I have to bring in somebody. I have no idea if this is going to work. It's like a whole new level of like soul expansion to do too when you're trying to keep tabs on both and, and uh, really utilize other people. I love the the reference of your your business. It kind of grows up with you, or you grow up with with your business. Because that is so true, right? There, I just can't even. I'm like thinking about all the times when I was like first started my business. When you're in that like phase of kind of just thinking that you at first you think you need you want everyone to tell you everything and like you're like the baby right like teach me tell yeah. me and then you do get to a place where you kind of feel like you know everything which is the place when you know the least <laughs> yeah um and like at the risk of sounding like er well not arrogant but like kind of closed off is like I don't work with business owners in the first two years of business because they need to stumble through like they actually have to be in order to be like ready for the lessons and ready for the learning and ready to change um, the way that they've done things and have their mindset expanded on what's possible for them. It's like they have to go through some of those pain points and some of like even just figuring out who they are and what they want to do. Like, how often do you talk to a business owner who's like at the start, I did everything. And now I don't do that anymore, right? Like there's this distilling process that happens. And often early on, we're like focused on selling and focused on making sure people want what we have to buy and figuring ourselves out a little bit. Like I personally am not the best coach for them. I want to talk to you when you're like ready to scale. So I'm, you know, like I think of all those different stages in business and like what you need at those stages. That's what I love to talk to people about is like, okay, what do you really need for where you're at? Because when you're getting all this advice is like totally doesn't hit home. If you're at the wrong stage for the advice, like, I'm, you know, like I have Ray Dalio's principles on my 
shelf. And I read it early on in business. I was like, what is this dude talking about? Like, I can't be candid like this with my employees, like all this stuff, because that's not where I was at. And that if I had taken that advice, it would have drowned my business. People weren't ready for that versus like when I was more established and I could start bringing some of that in. Oh my gosh. I love that. It is so true. It, it, but I think sometimes it's good to to read or expose yourself to these things that are ahead of you because when when the time comes it kind of starts to sink in then you're like oh I get it now I get what they were talking about yeah because at the time you're like what is this guy lost his mind but then you're like okay then you at least because you've done the work and you've read it and you heard it it's like it's there subconsciously and then it's that flag waves and it's like oh this might be the right time yes absolutely Mm -hmm. um so you, you mentioned that you sold the business mm-hmm. and then now you, you run to yeah. inside of that and, and your passion being that you, you like to scale. And I'm thinking there has to be some, some people out there listening, going, well, how do exactly do, do you know when it's time to scale? Yeah, I, I am a big fan of understanding like your why in business. Okay. So There are some people, and I want you to just like be extremely honest with yourself about why you're running your business and what you want from your business. If it's like, I could imagine myself as in a different life have just, I wanted to be maybe be at home with my kids more. And I just wanted a business to provide me a certain level of financial freedom, some enjoyment every day. But when I hit a level of like, okay, I you know, I'm doing the thing. I have my work hours filled. I'm feeling good about it. And I have the money I want. I don't necessarily want to build something bigger. Right. I think there's a drive in you of like, what's the next level? Like that level of curiosity of like, what's next, what's next, what can I build? How many more people do I want to impact when you have that like kind of question pulling at your heartstring of like, what can I do? That's when you start looking at like, how do I add the next building block and how do I continue to scale? And I mean, I'm always a big fan of making sure that you're doing it in a way that the foundation that you have that you're built on is strong enough to hold that next block. Maybe you have to go back and do some fixes and make some changes before you're adding more weight to that pile. But it's it starts with the question of like, what more can I do? Oh, okay. So maybe someone's in that position. What if you're in that position, but you're not sure if you've set up your foundations correctly? What are some, I don't know, indicators, signs that maybe you need to go back and do some shoring up first? Yeah. So I think there's really two main signs. One is financial. Like we talk about in business, like I hate using these words, but like cash is king, like cash is everything, right? Like, do you have access to money? to implement what you want to do next. It's one of the biggest reasons businesses fail. So have you set yourself up that way? Are you looking at your financials? Do you know the runway you have? Do you have a plan in place for what you want to do next? What, how much you think it's going to take to get there and things like that. So, you know, what is financially, what are you set for? But then also what is your team set for? And your team starts with you. So are you in a place where you can handle adding more team members or adding more customers? And if not, who do you need to bring in your business? Is it somebody who's producing um, income producing? Is it somebody who's helping administratively? Like, what does that look like to be able to support growth? Um, The biggest thing that this comes back to is like sort of having that plan, starting with a vision and then putting numbers to it. So 
what does that next step look like for you? If it's more clients, like literally closing your eyes and walking yourself through a vision of like, what does that look like? Who's going to handle the clients? Who can we handle the extra phone ringing? Can we, um, you know, handle the extra Voxer messages? Like, how do we handle all this? And who's going to help them? And how are we still going to maintain these like values that as a business are super important? And then putting numbers to all that when you're like, okay, I need to add this person. It's like, do I have the cash to support that? How quickly are we going to make more income to pay for that person's wage? Like it starts getting into the workings. And if your brain doesn't work that way, um, I have to say like, this is one of my gifts. I love to dissect the pieces, but 95% of the business owners that I work with, in fact, I would even say the percentages is higher because anybody who likes to do that does it themselves. Um, we're, most people are visionaries. They have the idea, but then they don't know how to implement it and like, look at all the different blocks that make up that big picture. So if you're not good at it, do what you can, and then bring somebody else in to like, put the numbers behind it, right? If you're working with an accountant or a CFO, then that's when you come and you look at it. Um, anybody nowadays, 15 years ago, when I started in accounting, CFOs were not a thing. Like you couldn't afford it unless you're a fortune 500 company, right? You, you really didn't have access to those financial tools, but now there's accountants who are so fractional that they're like, we can help you look at your plan and dissect it and understand the numbers behind it. And I honestly, to my core, think that that will save like a drastic amount of small businesses. When we talk about like the failure statistics being 50%, I think that will go down as people start utilizing those services where they're like not great at it and bringing in help. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And I think a lot of people's brain doesn't necessarily work at like that at the dissecting piece. So when you, when you start a business, it's a lot of time, it's this visionary aspect and a lot, this other sort of analytical piece isn't always the forte of a visionary. Okay. But there's another piece to it as well. So if you like coming at it from like a nervous system, like, do you actually think that like you could look at every idea that you have and be like, well, what can go wrong with this? And then still be lit up to run your business. Oh, I like this perspective. No, you, then you kind of go into the state of panic and you're like, should I yeah. do the thing? Right. Yeah. All of a sudden and you don't do the thing. You've talked yourself out of it. You're like, oh, I had this amazing idea. I was so excited. I was ready to go all in on it. And then you, you made the hundred reasons why it's going to implode and cost $8 million and not going to be profitable when you could have someone like you coming in and just kind of strategize and Okay, but just to be clear, so like I'm thinking of this like Disney movie Inside Out where like there's this green guy and he's like nervous all the time. Like I'm not asking you to hire somebody who's like ah, shaking in their boots. Like absolutely don't do that because they're literally just going to try to talk you out of it. But what you do need oftentimes is somebody who can help see your blind spots, right? Even I hire a coach to help me see my blind spots because I can't do that when I'm so in my business and when I'm trying to be the visionary for my business and I'm like so in the thick of it. So hiring somebody who can help see your blind spots in a way that they're in your corner. They're like, hey, I'm here to help you. I'm here to make this amazing. So let's look at where the risks are and then how to fix it or how to offset it or another great solution. So not a no person, a yes, but person, right? Like, yes, but let's do it this way. Let's do it even better. 
Ah, I like that too. Also, I think there's that piece too of when you're looking at someone's business, the emotions aren't, I mean, as business owners and your idea, there's a lot of emotion that gets tied up in this. And I know a lot of people are like, well, it's business. It's not emotional. There's, I'm so sorry, you're a human being and there's emotion tied tied to it. And when it's your money, your stake, your business, your baby, your vision, of course, there's going to be emotion tied to it. Absolutely. And there's a level of just like any job, like, could you get fired and not care? No. Even if the job wasn't for you, like some level of you is like, oh, I didn't do great. So the same thing with business, like if it doesn't work out, if an employee doesn't like you, like there's so much personal judgment attached to it that you cannot, it like, it's very hard. Now I will say one of the things that's led to like the amount of success that I've had is being able to be objective. I would say like, I'm more objective than most people about my business and just like, I'm more ready to move on, like get advice, move on, like move on it. Right. And make it less about me. And it means I get there faster. So it's a skill set. It's not something that came naturally to me, but it's a skill set that you can develop. And I think sometimes it like naturally happens in business as we, you know, grow up with our businesses. But if you can, um, consciously be like, okay, I have to just be objective. I have, um, maybe you're talking to your fractional CFO and they're like, okay, we didn't make as much money as we wanted this month. Instead of, you know, pulling the blankets over your head and being like, okay, I'm a failure. I didn't make it and be like, okay, what does this mean? How can we do better? Right? Like just being objective, making it less personal about you and developing that. I don't want to say thick layer. Cause then you're not like opened up to the world and you're not experiencing life, but the ability to understand that maybe like the financial results aren't about you. I'd love to just like add in on a leadership perspective. The way I learned to deal with this was like thinking of myself as a coach. I played um, competitive basketball growing up. So I always had a coach like pushing me. Sometimes they would call a play that I wasn't like necessarily a huge fan about, but at the end of every game, we celebrated with our coach. So from a leadership perspective, the way I dealt with it was thinking of myself as like, okay, I'm a coach. I'm here to encourage. I'm here to push people. Maybe when they can't see things, like I see the entire court, they only see their position. So being okay when people weren't like super impressed with the decisions I was making. And I'm like, it's okay. I see the whole business and I not with any animosity towards them, but I was just like, I know I'm here to play a role. Right. So like more again, like that objectivity. Yeah. Oh, I love that perspective. That's so good. So in all of this, you're helping business owners scale, you're running your own business two businesses and which actually let's, before I even ask you this next question, let's talk about the other business. You have this really, really cool business. Yeah. So I'm the owner of love powered co we have affirmation cards and mindfulness products for women, children, families, and really just on a mission to, um, I'll say like bring ease to families, bring more mindfulness, bring more nervous system regulation. (laughs) If we want to put those scientific words to it, but really make life easier for families and bring some emotional resilience to children as they're, they grow up. Ah, I love that. Yes. We all need more resilience, which is code for nervous system (laughs) regulation, (laughs) but it is true, right? What a, what a, great mission and you're really changing the trajectory of families. So the 
tell everyone a little bit more about Love Powered Co. What does that look like if someone was like, oh, now I need to check this out? Yeah. So uh, what I will say is I'm a newer owner to Love Powered Co. It existed before me and I'm just like so excited to like blow, blow it up and, and create something so um, transformational. Like I want to transform the world with it. But we started with these six decks of cards. So um, affirmations for women, teens, and children. And then we've added in some connection cards, like knowing that connection is at the base of like our human need. So giving us, you know, words to use with our children and like a prompt to even just like open up a discussion and the magic that happens from it. Some mindfulness activities, like, um, teaching children how to be aware of their bodies and like having giving you the prompts when you don't know how to do it. And then even just a deck on like gratitude, like watching kids. I don't know if you're like listeners can resonate with this, but my daughters each went through a stage where it was like, I think all they noticed was everything that was going wrong with life. And Mm -hmm. as a parent, I'm like, are you kidding me? So having those cards and being like watching them, you know, be grateful and opening their minds. I feel like we pass through it so much faster using the cards of like, okay, like there's so much beauty around us. Right. And in the simplest things. I love that too, because it kind of turns into this, like, um, if you tell your kids to do something, they don't want to do it. And so the cards are doing that job for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I do tell this story. It's like a little bit personal, but my oldest daughter was going through, um, she struggles with like ADHD, which really meant that she was struggling to like get along with her friends. And it was a really rough time for her before she was diagnosed. She was quite young. And one day I just caught her like deciding she didn't, she, she told her stuffed animal. She just wanted to leave the world. She didn't want to be a part of it anymore. And she was only five. And at that point I was like, if there's nothing else that I do, like I'm almost at the point I didn't care if she could read, but she had to be emotionally resilient. Like she had to, you know, that was the one thing that would get her by in any hard moment. And so that's when I like set on this journey to learn how can I create somebody who's got that in them, who like understands themselves and has like this core belief of like who they are. And um, yeah, we found Love Powered Co. And then eventually that company was for sale and um, we made the purchase and now it's like a whole family thing. But I can tell you like two years later, she now, if you ask her, like she does videos sometimes for Love Harco and she'll be like, you say like, say, what do you, what do you think of yourself? And she just stands in the mirror with this conviction at seven that I like, I don't have a 36. And she just is like, I am creative and I am kind and I'm a good friend. And she just knows who she is and she knows that there's goodness in her. And even when she's having a tough day, we can come back to that. And like, Mm. that's what I want for every child of the world. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so so good. I could, two totally different aspects of me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, duality, that gets to be a thing. And I get, it's such a, such a cool thing that you get to, to do both right in two separate businesses and integrate your family into it too. I love that your, your daughters get to see this entrepreneurial journey and be a part of it. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How cool is that? And coming back to human design, like the helper in me is like, I'm helping businesses. I'm helping families. Like it, it really, it, as much as it's serving other people, it also serves me. So how, yes. How, how do you do that though? How do you juggle it all? How do you juggle helping the people running all the businesses and being a parent? 
Okay. So the secret is that it's not about me. So I learned this in my first business before I sold it. And it was a very, like very tough, like shedding of the skin. Um, I sort of refer to it as an ego death, but it's, it's about the business, not being about me anymore. The business is about the people. It gave me objectivity. It gave me, um, this ability to like bring in help way easier because it wasn't like, I don't have to do it. Right. I don't even have to be the one who's patted on the back for the success of the business. It's not about me. I could easily be okay with, um, somebody else having their face on the business and being like, Oh, that's cool. Because it's just about the mission. I was not there at all in my first business for quite a long time. Um, and it was a like really hard struggle, but that is the one way that I get through all of that now is that it it's really just about the mission. We have to have such a strong, strong why. So that's a huge discovery and revelation. And I, and I feel like it's one that we also, we hear this a lot, but it can kind of bounce off of you. And when you actually are able to embody it, to, to really get it, it truly is a game changer on so many levels. Okay. This so- is one of those like growing up moments though, that it's like, you almost don't get it till you get it. Like yes. I coach businesses and um, I've talked to business owners about it. And then they come back to me a couple of years later and they're like, oh, that's what you meant. Like yeah. now I get it. <laughs> so if you, if you're not understanding, it's really, it's okay. Yeah. It's the thing that you have to hear over and over again so that you do get it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. So along the way, there had to have been someone that really impacted and showed you that all of this that you do, your amazing capacity to impact, to run businesses, to run, you know, to run a family was possible for you. So I wish that I could say that it was one person, but I do feel like I got some nuggets. I had a manager from when I was like 16 years old that really had a ton of belief in me. And I would say that planted the nugget of like, you can do anything that you put your mind to. Um, I became the manager of a retail store, like a couple weeks before my 18th birthday, I wasn't even legally allowed to like drink or vote. And I'm like managing this store. So having that belief in me created this like, okay, anything's possible. And then on the other side of like, okay, I can do it, but I didn't really know what it was. Then I watched um, multiple people in my field have massive success that opened my mind to like, well, if they can do that, I know I care more. I know that I am more invested in it. Mm. And if, you know, they can build this and make this much money doing this and impact these people. Like imagine what I could do because I'm, I'm more invested. Ah, yeah. So many, so many good nuggets in there. Wow. I also can't believe managing a store and you weren't even 18. That's a big, that's a big deal. Yeah. I don't think I understood it at the time, but it was definitely a gift. (laughs) I love that. Okay, so I know everyone here listening is so inspired by your journey and the things that you do. So how can they find you? Yeah, so if you're interested in Love Powered Co. and really just like opening your mind to affirmations and how they can affect your life, 
Instagram is lovepoweredco.com. We have some amazing things or lovepoweredco on Instagram or lovepoweredco.com. Some amazing things there. And then for myself, you can find me and all the business wisdom at stacy.millard on Instagram or on the School for Small Business podcast. Amazing. Those are all be dropped into the show notes. Easy to find. So make sure you slide down into the show notes and go over and say hi to Stacy. Let her know that you heard her here on the Super Expander podcast and really how she impacted your life. Maybe like the favorite, your favorite takeaway juicy nugget that she shared, which speaking of juicy nuggets, is there one last thing that you might want to leave the audience with the one last juicy nugget of wisdom? The one thing that has really been on my heart lately is that I think we are all scared to stand out, whether it's by changing the lives of our families or by really being vocal in our business about what we're asking people for or what we're really good at. I think we're all a little bit scared to have a voice and I wish I could, I wish I could change that for everybody. Um, but that is one thing that is like, you know, if, especially when you're like investing in coaching, like you're paying to be in a room, you can't be scared to take up space when you, you know, buy a product like love powered affirmation cards, like you're, you're wanting to change your life. You cannot be scared to go out and like take the steps to do it and be worried about what other people think because you're moving forward. So don't be, don't be shy about bettering your life. However, that looks. Oh, I love that. Don't be shy. That is because the universe really does reward the bold. So you got to step mm -hmm. into action. Thank you so much for being here today, for sharing your wisdom, for just, you know, impacting lives the way you do as a manifesting generator. We so, so appreciate you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you as well. We'll catch you on the next episode. If you like what you heard, stop, drop, and leave a five-star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media.